at all. Welcome to the show. Oh, We're hello. Uh, I'm yeah. a- this is an in-person show. This is a camera show. This is your first camera show. This is my first camera podcast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the whole trick is just, you know, pretend the camera's not there. Oh, you know, okay. it's just cameraman. Camera's not camera for us. Yeah, this, this, is, this is between us. This is about us. Camera's only there to document what's going All on. All right. Here. Newbie yeah. over here. Excuse me. Um, Bear with me. Not that much of a newbie. This is your third podcast. Yeah, but not a camera podcast. You've dropped some knowledge before, though. What, 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 what makes the knowledge any different with you uh, with being able to see you drop it versus just listen to you do it? Good point. Something about body movement, like being... Insecurity. Sometimes, right? yeah. We're like, oh, I wonder if I'm sitting sitting all weird. Yeah. I don't want to be hunched over. And yeah. I want people to judge, judge the, the shape of my head. Yeah. You know, we all have our own insecurities. Um, yeah. It's about living with them, learning to live with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that you said that earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking about nerves before a podcast. Yeah. And you're like, well... You never have nerves. And I'm like, well, I do. I have nerves every time I perform anything. But the the, the, the thing that is not to get rid of the nerves. It's to learn how to be comfortable with the nerves. Because the nerves are just a part of the process. We're going to get nervous when we're doing stuff that we're not used to doing. Or um, talking about something that we're you know, really passionate about. Right. Yeah, I experience nerves all the time. So what do you, how do you, li- in uh, your opinion, how do you learn to live with nerves? Um, well, first of all, I would ask you if you could uh, tilt the pot, the microphone up a little bit, tilt it up. There you go. Talk into like your side of the microphone. Okay. Like this. Yeah. 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 yeah that's much better. Um, okay. How do I learn to live, live with nerves? Um, yeah. Like, how did you do it? You know, I think it's just about being really, really present and grounded in yourself. You know, like it's like doing like a self-assessment right now. So let me take a deep breath. My heart's beating really fast. Uh huh. So acknowledge. Yeah, acknowledgement. Uh-huh. You know, because once you're once you just like do that assessment, you find that you can't help but calm yourself down. Like, because you're nervous and you're like, you know, grasping for something to hold on to. Like, no, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It's like, oh, um, oh, it's it's warm out. Oh, it's warm out. How do you feel? Oh, I'm tired. I'm in a kind of a bad mood. I woke kind of a bit rough kind of sleeping last night. Hmm. But I'm here. I mean, I'm here. Hey. My heart's not beating as fast. And, I mean, just spirals from there. Interesting. Yeah. So, stuff. It's part of stuff that I've learned at the uh, actor's workout studio during mm-hmm. the, doing the, uh, the exercises. The Meisner, Meisner exercises and uh, like self self assessment stuff. Mm. So it sounds like the acting school is helping you not only with the acting but with life, life right. things. Um, huh. Yeah, because it's all about being truthful up there, um, even in imaginary circumstances. And in order to be truthful, you have to be really comfortable with yourself and your perspective and your point of view that's that's another thing about you know having a podcast or or what i find like in normal everyday conversation with people is like i find myself to be so much more of a listener than a talker because i've noticed that deep rooted in me is an insecurity about what if i say something that 
you know, I, you know, find, discover to be wrong later. Or, you know, if I don't feel learned on a subject, you're not going to hear me talk about the subject because I, I, I want to know more about it. I want to be better informed so I don't say the wrong thing. Not not in like people judging me way, but I don't want to give wrong information out. It's like when people talk about like like the Marvel movies, like why Spider-Man wasn't in the Marvel movies initially. And they're talking about, oh, well, Spider-Man you know and i'm like well well, well actually this sony had the rights to spider-man since the early 2000s and because they bought him off because marvel was going bankrupt and all that like that type of thing like that's something You're i gonna would speak i would speak up on because i know very much oh, about wow. it but if you know we're gonna talk about like how how a bill gets passed i mean i know a vague idea that i could speak a little bit on. i don't know what so how does that uh the smoke alarm work? I have no fucking idea. So I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> oh, you know, that's a really good thing to have because nowadays I've even fell in the trap of like, oh, I'm too quiet. Maybe I should say something. I know a few, you know, a few facts about this subject. Mm. Not facts, but like a few things. And then I say, and sometimes I've had um times where I look like a fool because people are like, wait what i never heard that where did you get that from and i'm like oh i heard it from someone so i've learned i think through you uh that being quiet is actually a pretty powerful thing sometimes in terms like if you don't know or you're not sure about a subject quiet is the best the best thing to to practice uh, you know silence it, there's not it's not a bad thing if you don't know about the subject uh versus just bullshitting um right you know truthful cool. like you said uh, actors is something it's like because if you're not knowledgeable about something and you're just wanting to talk just to talk then you're just making noise it's like uh it's like instagram posting or something Mm. you know you're gonna post every day to hit the algorithm just right um so you can get more followers i don't know i mean everyone has different experience has a different experience with with social media but I, i i do find myself like struggling you know with I'll write a post out and like, yeah, nah, because I don't know. Why not? Why wouldn't I just post it? But am I, am I adding to the conversation? Like, especially about stuff like, like, not, I'm not talking about like vacation pictures or something. I'm talking about like, like George Floyd or something like that. I came to this big realization a few weeks ago that, you know, like sharing, because I was, you know, with, with with the protests and all that sparking up, I became a very one of those very active Facebook people. I I basically have been since the since the Democratic primary with Bernie Sanders. You know, sharing stuff and arguing yeah. with people, or yeah, arguing with people and presenting my point of view about things um, because it's stuff I'm really passionate about. But I start to realize that you know, I'm just on Facebook sharing stuff to my friends. It's it's an echo chamber, and the people that don't agree with me have definitely hit that mute button a long time ago that are on my friends list because they're not interacting with my posts anymore so i figure that's not really helping mm-hmm. at all what who, who i'm not changing anyone's minds that it hasn't been changed before so i got this idea from my star wars page because i um i did i released that may 4th uh the fray on felucia by the way mm-hmm. uh movie that was awesome um cinematic 20 minute like 20 minute cinematic story of Star Wars. But um, when I dropped it on Facebook, I sent it out as a targeted ad. And now I get now with, with Facebook and targeted ads, 
anybody can do anything on there. Facebook is the wild west. It's mm. why it's so dangerous as a political tool. Like Sasha Baron yeah. Cohen put it best. He's a you know he's a comedian. He's my one of my favorite comedians of all time and actors of producers of content. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen said that Facebook would have allowed Hitler to buy ads, and that is one hundred percent true. It wow, does. that's how unregulated and just like no fact checking, very little fact checking, if any, goes through stuff. So anyway, that's beside the point. So I shared my 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 Star Wars movie through targeted ads to people that have liked the Star Wars movies on Facebook. Like, so if you, you know, this page is for each of the Star Wars movies, if you like those pages, you were more likely to see the the movie. So I applied that uh that knowledge to um like a political so I, I clipped out a piece from my podcast. My last mm-hmm. podcast was Dr. Monzo. Uh, oh yeah, Joel. He's he is Doctor. Yes, Joel. he's one of one of my greatest friends and one of the smartest people mm-hmm. I know. Um ever since I first met him. So he yeah. had this really brilliant point about doctors being very specialized, you know, the special endocrinologist, uh, anesthesiologist, uh, cardiologist. These are all doctors that deal with very specific parts of the body and how it works because the body's so complicated. I mean, how could anyone know, mm-hmm. be able to handle all that specializing? So right. then he's like, well, why do police have to handle every single issue in society why does all of it seem to fall on them why aren't there more specialized officers or whatever you know for like mental health right. substance abuse blah 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 so i thought that was great and you know just posting it on facebook and youtube normally sure all the people that are friends and follow me already are going to find that and you know they might enjoy it and the people who don't disagree probably aren't going to say anything so I thought, how can I expand this audience? So I made a targeted ad on Facebook and I sent this out to like about a dozen groups on Facebook, um, people that have liked pages such as the Thin Blue Line, (laughs) Blue Lives Matter, um, Donald Trump, people who have liked Donald Trump and... uh, just some various, like I sent it directly to people who I thought would be predisposed to disagreeing with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a response. I mean, it's it's been really interesting. It's been an interesting tool because you can go through and see like how many people have watched all the way through, like through mm-hmm. plays. Through plays is what I'm really after. And so there's been over a thousand through plays of start to finish of that little conversation topic and little and likes are happening and shares are happening, which is cool. So I mean, I don't really know what I'm going to get out of this other than the fact that You're, it's possible. It's I'm figuring out a way to spread information. Right. Which is what you are passionate about, inspiring and informing. Yeah, I feel like that's actually more an effective thing as of, you know, what you said earlier, just posting, getting likes and feeding your ego with those likes. It's more yeah. of like, yeah, we want to like, you know, because we want to see that people liked what you said. Uh, but feeding the ego with it by just posting random things because to keep that rhythm on on Instagram is, um, I think it's bullshit too. I had to take a break and really check myself with that recently. And I took a little, this sounds really like cliche, but a little detox from social media because it, you know, it felt kind of. No, what is a detox from social media? You just quit it? I deleted the app for a few days and it really just, I saw how much more time I have because I was scrolling, you know, I wasn't even sharing much. Uh, scrolling, feeding, you know, checking on people's lives and like checking on how many likes I had with certain posts. And I don't know, that just, it kind of felt 
crappy after a while. I was like, wait, am I doing this responsibly? Um, but I think all of us as humans could fall into that trap, you know, of like feeding the ego with likes and just posting because we're just, I haven't posted in a long time. I'm going to lose my followers. Let's post. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think there's, a, you know, effective ways and responsible ways to use social media. I'm not anti-social media. I mean, it's 2020. It could be fun sometimes. It's also uh, like great way to connect. Important business wise. Like, exactly. I, I won't downplay the importance of like of social media on on people like us who need to whose career choices and paths rely very heavily on connecting with an audience and and yeah. getting people um to want to work with you yeah i mean it's a great tool for entrepreneurs you know and people who want to be entrepreneurs so i think it's great uh but just checking ourselves every now and then and you know to see if you're using it uh, responsibly it's it's good to do too and just detox from it right. um it, it's healthy mentally and yeah, I think it's a mental, uh, crucial thing to do. I do too. I agree. Um, so what have you been, what did you been, what did you fill that social media time in with? I've been reading, um, I've been reading a couple well, that's of that's a books. shocker. <laughs> so yeah, I noticed that I had way more time to read. I've been reading Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. It's about, a based on a true story, a lawyer who, um, has to work with a um someone okay in the 80s he was a lawyer who has to defend walter is his name who got um went to jail for no reason basically um because of the injustice back in the day and he was sent to prison for um having okay i don't really want to talk about this book right now you know no not really can okay. we yeah, can yeah, you remove sure. that well, okay well i'm not okay. gonna it We'll just table it. Yeah. You're just early into the book. Huh? Yeah, I'm really early. Okay, Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. It's the book club. It's the book cult. Yeah, book this, this is month. a book cult. I'm 70 pages in. I will be doing a little review on it after I'm done. There's still a lot to yeah, yeah to catch yeah, up yeah. on. But yeah, this is where is it? Where is it set? Like where's what's the city in? Like Georgia. Georgia. In, Georgia. So it's in the south. In the, in what, the what, south. What's what's the era? In the eighties. Eighties. South in the eighties. Okay. So yeah. one one could say it's a it's a it's a book about racial injustice. Exactly. Okay. Yes. That's okay. But we'll 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 table that for next time. And there is a movie on it on Amazon. If you don't want to read the book, you can check out the movie. Starring Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Exactly. And who's the other one? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yes. Fox. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And then Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Ooh. Finally reading these books. It's uh, first time reading them. How old? Yeah. So just these two. I'm sure a lot of people have read these. How are you enjo stuff. You're enjoying Harry quite a bit. Um, it's, I... been, it's been fun to watch you read these. Because I don't honestly, like I haven't seen all the Harry Potter movies. Um, and I haven't read any of the books. So it's been fun to, Wait, to what? You, you haven't seen the movies? No, I said I haven't seen all of them, uh, oh, but yes, I definitely so. haven't read any of the books. Oh, so right, 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 right. It's been interesting to, to to be around you and have you read the books and be excited to see the movies afterwards, and then like, then ask you, okay, like, what's better, book or the movie? Yeah, right. Um, and I mean, for the most part, do you think the movies have held up so far? I mean, you're you're okay. Goblet of Fire is number four, so you've seen one through three. I've seen uh, yeah, one through three. Uh, definitely, the books are better. Just like most books are mm. better than. Uh, movies well that's what everyone says it's true though <laughs> babe it's hot in here too yeah well that's that's the podcast that's <laughs> so we live in north studio. hollywood um, don't be doxing us we live in north hollywood right. and uh 
Why don't you tell them our address too? <laughs> oh right, is that like not a? Well, I don't know. A I, lot of I don't have any stalkers who, yet. Uh, but what's his name? Uh, Joe Rogan says where he's. Don't blow into oh, the mic, sorry. please. Okay, uh, maybe we can cut that off. Okay. Oh my nope. god. Come on, we it's keep rolling. I know. Am I sweating? No. Maybe You're a little bit. You're sweating too, a little bit. I mean, that's the it's the it's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Yeah. So these lights, these are film lights. They're really hot, and it's summer in Los Angeles, North Hollywood. So, excuse me. Um, take a yeah. sip of water. You'll 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 feel better. <laughs> well, maybe I can make someone laugh with this. Um. Someone will get a kick out of this. What's something? What What's been the best part about seeing the Harry Potter movies after reading the books? Mm, the best part is just to see the characters. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you picture something slightly similar, like the Harry. Mm-hmm. Like um, he. Whenever I pictured him in the book, I mean, you've seen memes. You know, I haven't seen the films, but I've seen. Yeah. But she describes him very well, like the movie. They did a really good job with the characters. Um, but yeah, the books are way better just because there's more details. You know, the movie is just so long. You have like two hours. I mean, they're long films. They're two hours and 19 minutes, I believe, most of them. That's not that. Yeah. It's not Lord of the Rings long. If they had balls, they would have made them all three hours. Oh, God. Lord of the Rings was long. That was so good. Don't get me started on that right now. Let's finish Harry, right? Um, but yeah, so it's been so interesting. You know, I thought about just watching the movies because I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have time. I'm in a book club. I'm reading all these other books. I'm reading psychology books as well. And like, I'm going back to school for that. And I'm just, it's just a subject that really interests me. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to watch the movies, get <laughs> it out of the, the way. Ignore the camera, ignore the camera. Oh, okay. And, the camera's uh, not there. And then, um, it'd be nice to have like a, one of those Japanese fan things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Can we get something over? I'm hot. Well, here's the deal. If we turn the fan on, you're gonna hear the fan. Okay. You're gonna hear the fan the whole time, and then it becomes tricky. Cause can I remove yeah, the fan? Okay. Hmm. I mean, if you're doing that, I can probably I can hear that into the microphone as well. That's not okay. that's not sounding good for the folks at home. Okay. Cool. I'll um, get over it. If you can't, we can stop. But no, we're just okay. gonna stop. No. Okay, let's keep sure? it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um Are you gonna cut that off? No. Oh god. Um okay, this Mr. Editor. Are we run we start to finish. I don't I don't like to trim my podcasts. Oh, okay. It's a conversation. You, you lose it. you lose nuance when you start cutting stuff out. That's why it's tough to like decide what out of podcasts to make clips of. Especially I don't know. The 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 the, the the nice thing about podcasts is you can talk about stuff for as long as you want. And you can say every little detail about something that you want to say um, and get your opinion fully formed instead of just having to like, all right, we're live on the news. Here's your five minutes. Justin, tell us why Star Wars is good. Um, 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 lightsabers and, and, and lasers and music. All right. That's five minutes podcast you missed well i love the way that george is influenced by the old westerns and the, and the <laughs> old samurai films the kurosawas you know you know what i mean so wow see not a podcaster not camera person nor the camera um, You're talking to me okay not a camera you know me babe so that is why i'm struggling but maybe this is good to show people that 
perfect doesn't exist and right. being nervous, it, learning to live with it. I mean, that's a great thing that mm -hmm. I'm learning now, yeah, you know? Yeah. Trial um, by fire. Yeah. And it could be funny. We could laugh at ourselves. I know. I mean, right? maybe we'll watch this it's and be like, oh my life. God. Um, but back to Harry Potter. So I was going to, thanks for that. That helped. Um, yeah. So I was like, I'll just watch the movies, whatever. Just like I did Star Wars, you know, I did Lord of the Rings, watch the films. Um, well, Star Wars doesn't have books, but Lord of the Rings doesn't. Anyway. And then a I mean, friend of mine. Book. There is Star Wars books. Well, yeah, there's, there's some, but there's books. so many. Yeah, we have some actually. But uh, they're not like the movie, you know, like Lord of the Rings. It's not like a book didn't come out before the movie. Before the movie, yeah. exactly. Well, the hero's journey, right. Just the Jessup Camp. Anyway, um, and then a friend of mine said, you know, big Harry Potter friend. She's like, no, please don't do that. That's going to be a disgrace. Like for Harry Potter, don't do that to yourself. Please read the books. I promise they're easy reads. And I said, okay, you sold me. And, you know, I've been borrowing books from her. Um and i'm so glad i listened to her because these books are so i mean they're massive you know but they're really easy reads um and i'm loving them more than the movies unfortunately um but why just because there's more detail there's so much more detail yeah they cut a lot of stuff off from the movies and um they actually on prisoner of azkaban they didn't include one or two characters, I didn't see them, the ones that were in the book. Oh, what were they supposed to do? Um, just guards, you know, just little, they were guards at the prison. It mm. was just minor things. What's the biggest thing that you've been like, oh, has there been anything like that where you're like, I, I can't believe they didn't include that. They ruined it. Chamber of Secrets, um, they included uh, Hagrid, which is Harry's, one of Harry's mentors. They kind of, they add, yeah, at the end of the film, yeah, Chamber of Secrets, they celebrated him getting out of jail because he had been to jail for no reason. They incar uh, incarcerated him. What for no jail reason. was that? He wasn't to Azkaban. Azkaban, right. right. Mm -hmm. And then he got out, they were celebrating him, and they had this huge ceremony for him. And then the book didn't, uh, I mean, yeah, in the book, they actually didn't say that. Mm. So it was kind of a spoiler. So, but in Prisoner of Azkaban, did they have that? In the book of Prisoner of Azkaban, the did they celebrate him coming back yes. from jail? Yeah. Oh, isn't so, that weird? So it was almost like maybe J.K. Rowling wanted you to maybe wonder, is Hagrid the prisoner of Azkaban in the book? Do you think that could have been something she was thinking? Mm. Could 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 prisoner of Azkaban had been about Hagrid? Honest, if if that scene wasn't included, do you think? Mm, yes, it could have. That's a good point. Wow, it's a fair spoiler. Yeah. I think so. Okay, it's fair. Okay, JK, I forgive you. Um, but yes, so I'm liking the books more, but the movies are pretty great. Hmm. Um Yeah, well Emma I'm excited Watson's to awesome. I'm excited to watch the rest with you. I've only I've seen the first three and I've seen uh the last two. I haven't seen any of the ones in the ah. middle. What do you think about him? I feel like Whenever okay, so here's the thing with you. Let me um whenever you and I watch Star Wars, no phone. You are not on your phone, nothing uh -huh. is interrupting, you know, there's uh -huh. no disruption. You're just like yeah. so sucked in. And you've probably seen these movies like 20 times, like mm. more. Um, and when you watch Harry and other films that you're like, okay, I'll watch them. You do your phone, you know, your phone, you're sometimes texting or um is it cause well 
I've never just I've never been super into Harry Potter, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, yeah, I just I think it's cool, but just the whole wizard thing, the idea of us all being wizards, never. I don't know. It just never it's never sparked my imagination as much as being a Jedi or being a superhero mm-hmm. did for some reason. I mean, it's really arbitrary. There's really no reason. I don't think the characters are bad. Or I don't think the film. I don't think it's. I don't think it's poorly written. I just don't connect with it as much. I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. Some people. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people do. Some people don't. So I don't. Maybe it's because I don't identify with Harry and his journey as much. Mm. I think you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you're very. What about like the philosophical? I feel like Lord of the Rings is definitely more philosophical. Uh, even the Wizard, what's his um, Gandalf? Gandalf. Um, I haven't seen much of Dumbledore yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen a few parts, and I love like a couple of his quotes. But definitely, Gandalf has more philosophical, more life mm. teachings, and so maybe. Yeah, I can't think of. I mean, I've seen the first three multiple times. I actually, I, I like. I like the first three. I don't love them, but I like them. I think they're all right. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the last two, but mm. I think Ooh. it's because I just didn't know what the hell was going on. Right. Like, like I, it's, I didn't get it. So, but uh, I can't think of a Dumbledore quote that sticks out mm-hmm. in any of those. Mm. That is any anywhere near as like. Like when Frodo says, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish it, none of this has ever happened. And Gandalf is like, so who live, so do all who live to see such times. Mm-hmm. But that is not for us to decide. What we must decide is what to do with the time <laughs> that is given to us. Mm-hmm. That shit is just beautiful. Gold. You can apply that to anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I feel like that's why people like these things because you want to relate to something, not mm-hmm. just, okay, this book and movie sold a million copies, you know, and right. how many tickets and mm-hmm. won them awards. It's not about that. It's about, well, can I relate to it though versus yeah. sci-fi or, you know, or, mm-hmm. fic- or nonfiction. Um, yeah, you know, I can relate to Harry, definitely. That's probably why I, I really... Like- what do you relate about Harry? Well, uh, for for starters, he he's parent and mom, mom and dad less. You know, he lives with his aunt and uncle, and I had a similar uh, situation like that. I lived with my aunt and uncle. It was hard, and then he's bullied, and you know his cousin's a fucking asshole. And I could just relate. To, and then just like this random wizard shows up to save him, and I think it's life. I don't. I could just relate with him in so mm. many ways. And then he moves to the Hogwarts, and then learns things and learns all these like how powerful he is and um he's intuitive and yeah although he had a shitty you know first 10 11 years with 10 years with his aunt and uncle he starts to see this power in him Mm. and it's beautiful and yeah cool it's really fun it's it's one of the reasons why i'm in this industry wanted i wanted to be part of the film filmmaking process um in various aspects is is like sharing sharing films i love to watch somebody experience 
a film that I like for the first time. It's like, that's like crack to me. So like being able to, because this is, and this is also why you're like probably the most perfect woman I could have ever imagined for me because like we've gone through all of Star Wars. <laughs> we finished the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's 23 movies. Um, Back to the Future. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Lord of the Rings. You, you, Lord of the Rings. Oh, big sure. one. Um, to, amongst others. I mean, with I'm sure those are the big highlights for me. Those are, and you've really just taken to the mall in such a way that's been so, it's so cool. Like we're very much kindred spirits in the way that we get inspired and moved by, by stories. Yes. Um, and it's really, it's really awesome. It's, 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 it's motivating, it's inspiring, um, and it's really fun to share and all that with you. Yeah, I think that's why a relationship is so strong because we, you know, these life teachings we get from art and it's something you're super inspired about. Mm-hmm. And I've actually learned to unleash a little bit of my creativity. I'm not going to call myself an artist because I don't think I am, but like just unleash my creativity. Um because of you, I've been inspired by it. And I'm like, wow, this guy's working, um, you know, towards things like this that really speak to me in that way. And he could, you know, like, it's going to do this to other people and like the younger generations. And I just, I don't know. I I like it. That's art in its in its highest, high, highest form, right? It's, it's, it's inspiring people. If they can, like how many people... What, how many scientists watched Star Wars as a kid in the 70s and grew up and made innovations because of that, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. I mean, there's a million examples to name, but that is why stories, good versus evil, are always going to stand the test of time because we're always going to need to look to something to show us how to get through, like... Mm-hmm. It's 2020, it's coronavirus, this pandemic, we're all, you know, it's Wayfair and oh, Jeffrey God. Epstein. It's just, it is so dark. Yeah. The, the world can get dark really fast mm-hmm. if you let it. Um, so we have these stories of Frodo who, you know, mm-hmm. who walked miles and miles and miles and went through over, uh, overcome insurmountable odds to destroy all evil. Um, we, you know, we had so many of the Avengers, you know, defeating fa- the the universe was snapped half of the universe was snapped out of existence and they still by you know they they couldn't move on with their lives and they still went back and made things right yeah exactly even sacrificing arguably their greatest hero to do so mr mm-hmm. tony stark oh yes the late bloomer <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah yeah talk about talk about late blooming so late blooming, yeah. I wrote this blog on my website, fulfilledpeople.com. Um, it's called late blooming. Fulfilledpeople.com. I thought yes. you said come. <laughs> fulfilledpeople.com. Come to <laughs> um uh, and yeah, I wrote a blog about uh-huh. late blooming is still blooming. Um late how, blooming is still blooming. Yeah. Explain like, that. Unpack that for us. Yeah, so late blooming, you know, sometimes we see it as as a bad thing. You know, we're conditioned to you're supposed to bloom at this age and know mm. what you want at 18 after high school and like mm. stick to this plan. You know, um, it's the best thing for you. But 
if some people like we got to understand who the hell has their shit together 18 even like early 20s and some people bloom later in life you know and it's mm -hmm. okay it's still blooming like some people are 50 and they're still figuring it out but they're mm -hmm. still blooming you know and right. so that's why i named it that and um it's just about embracing your journey and not comparing yourself to the outer world and other people because we all have our own journeys mm -hmm. um and stories we all have our own stories you know we're not drafting someone else we need to focus on ours and our draft might take longer than others you know or like the blooming it might be later than the yeah. 21 year old lawyer or whatever yeah or well, maybe you gotta go back to school yeah and figure it out when you when you're ready or maybe you uh you leave your multi-billion dollar corporation and become a superhero to change the world because you don't like what's uh <laughs> I've seen what it your happen. weapons have been doing. It's you know I've drove Lyft for a couple. You did too. I'm sure you met a lot of people. But I had people mm -hmm. hating their jobs. You know these really um, people making bank. You know in in these corporate jobs and even entrepreneurs. You know very. I'd really connect with them, and they were very unhappy, or some leaving their jobs and changing careers. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's nothing honestly wrong with that. I just feel like society makes us feel like shit because um, we're conditioned that way but if we just learn to ignore that and just really focus on what we feel it's right and what makes us truly happy as cliche as that sounds it's all that matters it's it's going to help us bloom any you know versus like comparing like that's just going to take more of your time right yeah i mean that's why that's why i knew i knew from a very early age i was lucky that i a nine to five like office job was not going to be my thing mm -hmm. um I mean, there's a lot of people my age from my hometown that are married and settled in with yeah. the jobs that they're going to have until they retire. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't want a life like that. It was too clean for me. You know, you like the dirty. You're I, a dirty I, boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's don't, don't, don't you be dropping dropping pers uh, pr private information to the to the public. You're miss. I do. I do like. I like it. I want. I want a different type of life. I'll be honest. I mean, there's nothing. I feel totally comfortable in saying that. I want a different type of life. I don't want to ever have to feel like, oh god, here we go. I gotta, mm -hmm. I gotta just make it through this week so I can pay the bills and then do it again next week. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna have. I've. We have. We all have days and right. weeks like that. You know, not every job, not every film, not every television show that i work on do anything for is going to be like my most the most amazing thing ever mm -hmm. um but as long as it, it affords me the opportunity to explore explore my creativity and to, to 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 do something positive um now positive could mean a bunch of things like i think i love working on the mass singer because i love how it brings families together like they you, know, you hear i read so many i love reading people write about it because they they they, they watch it with their grandma wow. or their mom their parents their kids um this is new to me i never knew that you felt like that so i love that uh, yeah it's it's important to me because i didn't want to just come out here just to work in like i worked uh, i worked on a show called x on the beach it was an mtv dating show and the whole the, the purpose the premise of the show is you think you're a contestant on the show. You think you're going to the ultimate paradise with a bunch of other single people to meet, you know, 
your person, whatever. So they go to this beach house and they get trashed and start hooking up with each other and everything. And then they find out that, oh, wait a second. This show is called X on the Beach, and we're going to be bringing your ex-boyfriends and girlfriends into this house as well. Oh. Yeah. That's gnarly. Right. Yeah. I'm I glad. Mean, I th- people, there, don't get me wrong, there's people that enjoy that type of stuff, but I don't, I didn't see, I mean, I'm looking, I'm thinking, I'm looking for the positivity in that. Or what, what, what did I bring? You learned that you didn't want to work in that. Sometimes I feel like we need these jobs mm-hmm. and these, you know, situations to be like, whoa, this is not who I am. And this is not what I want to share with the world. So maybe something negative like that really, t- you know, shows you, showed you that that's not what you wanted. Maybe that's the positive or did you kind of always feel like, ah, I don't want to do this. I don't know, man. It's just. You know, I mean, if, I, if I'm broke and I need work and that's the only thing that's hiring, obviously I'm going to do it. Right. That's this, these are the, these are the, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The compromises we make in our lives. Right. Um, but that's the beauty of the freelance world being a freelance entertainment person is yeah i might compromise on this job but there's going to be another one in probably six months because that's just the nature of the work there's always something else that's that's the the positive and the negative about the freelance world is because you know there's always something new coming up but there's very very rarely any security you know right Um, it has its pros and cons Yeah. yeah so it's important to get in um you know find people that you like working with and connect with them and um, you know, try to stick together because that's pretty much what this seems like this industry is. This industry is nepotism on nepotism on nepotism. Like everybody knows somebody for something from somebody because of something. Right. And that is all this is really, that's really all it is. It's, it's pretty crazy to think about like this. It's very little, I'm not going to say it's very little merit based because there is merit. I mean, I've definitely I've I've gone forward because of, you know, working hard. Mhm. Um, Sacrificing. Yes. Um, but it would be impossible to have progressed at all without the word of other people who had already been there, mm-hmm. you know? Come out here, work as hard as you can. And do everything right and, you know, be be a great person. But if there's no one on the inside to vouch for you, you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Yeah. I so, know it. That is, that's my greatest lesson that I've learned from L.A. so far. Yeah. I think also, uh, correct me if I'm, you know, uh, mistaken, but I feel like it's also about being present and learning how to connect with people. Mm. Not only for your benefit. I feel like that's what you have, babe. Mm-hmm. Um like connect being present with people and knowing who to connect with but not only for your benefit but just for just to get to know someone being a human being you know like it's not always like okay let's go to a networking event who am I going to talk to I need to talk to this person and just bullshit people will sense that bullshit and that's a quality that you have one of my least favorite things in the world exactly which is why the the being quiet thing is you know the it's actually a great thing and and I feel like it's interesting it's very ironic that you're you know, not the most talkative in a, but a I have lot a podcast. 
because but you but you're talking about things you actually know you know uh-huh. um mm-hmm. and when you do engage with people you know what the fuck you're talking about it's not just small talk that people don't give a shit about and they don't feel like you're using them you're actually curious about their life you're kind it's like back and forth you know it's like a conversation that's what we want a flowy conversation not just what all can i get from you mm-hmm. it's like well maybe i could pour something maybe a laugh i don't know maybe um I want to pour into YouTube, you know? Yeah. So that's the good quality that you have. It's not always about, oh, I need to know people. Like, that. they say it's all about who I know. It's like, why don't you just chill out? Be be present. Be yourself. As cliche as that sounds, I say a lot of cliche things. But, hey, they're truth, right? And just get care, you know? G- give a shit. Like, mm. I, yeah. It's not always, what can I gain? What can I gain? Like, I need right. to meet people. I don't, I don't think that's good way to see it at least maybe that's why there's not a lot of luck from a lot of people i don't know it's a balance for sure you gotta find it um always uh, being genuine is the only thing yeah that i that's right like putting on a mask for anything has always felt yeah. yeah unless it's acting obviously but that's that's what acting is. I don't want to. I don't want to be an actor in my everyday life. Wow. I'll be an actor on set or on the stage. I love know? that. That is wow. I love that. <laughs> so you yeah, le- you want to leave that in stage? The acting. You you want to yeah. leave it in stage? Do the work. Come back home. Be Justin. Right. If I could take anything from the stage, I'd like to take my assertiveness and boldness from the stage. Mm. That's the one part of the of the the art slash life that's something i wish i could get more into because wow. you know I, I do find like sometimes I, you know i insecurity it's, it's son of a bitch i sit on my hands sometimes when i know there's someone i could reach out to um for help or for advice or something but you know i'm always just like yeah you know i don't want to bug somebody with my problems you know yeah. type of thing that's why i'm here for right yeah, so to, yeah <laughs> sh- shit if i didn't have you man i i don't know where i'd be if we didn't I'd have be talking each to other. my teddy bear every night. We help each other. We're we good partners. Um, but yeah, no, I think you'll know when you need help and when you need to really call someone. I feel like you're very intuitive in that sense. You really call that person. Sometimes we don't always have to reach out, but we will really truly know when we do, maybe. Well, what's been helpful well, is talking about it with people that are close to. Mm-hmm. Like I get, in, I get inspired uh and emboldened from my friends and family who who you know give me advice on on things like uh it's it's why i think family family is really 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 important mm. um not only because it's you know someone you can fall back on or have the same blood as but just so people who have your best interest at heart and give you advice that's in that spirit like i talked to my cousin earlier this week uh, my cousin jared we give each other pep talks pep talks about whatever's going going on i was talking to him about um you know having to wrangle a hundred vol- he's got to find a hundred volunteers like how and mm. and also you know like working in politics um trying to keep keep your individualism while working in the political sphere when you have to very 
the lines are drawn on one side or the other on many, many things. And you have to, there's very little room for compromise uh, yeah. sometimes. But he was, he in turn, you know, flipped around and was like, because I told him about where I was in, in my film, Model Citizen, right now. Uh-huh. Um, we are, uh, I am past, I have picture, I've locked picture on Model Citizen, meaning that, uh, the performances, the video aspect of it, what you see is what's going to be. That's the film is cut. The film is done, but it's not done in the sense that it needs color correction um, and sound design. Basically, those are the two big things, and those are no no simple tasks. But uh, so there's much work left to be done. But those are things that I, you know, typically in a regular film those would be things that would be given off to different people to do like i that's that's the thing with being a an indie writer director editor person who's in charge of everything like i have to do almost everything so he basically kicked me in the butt and was like you know people who do stuff like Mm -hmm. this reach out and see if you can get some help yeah um so i did i told him i would I told him I would. I didn't want to come back to him next week and tell him, oh, I ended up not doing it. So I fucking did it. Good. Um, so he held you accountable. You did yeah. it. And you hold him accountable with his stuff. I love that. I think it's important. Family, yeah. So maybe not just family, just anyone who you can trust that has your best interest in heart. Wants and to then see talk to each other. Talk to each other about your hopes and dreams yeah. and what you want to be doing. Get advice from each other and then hold each other accountable. I love that. I think it's very important to have that. Yes, I agree. 100%. Um, but yeah, you know, and not pressuring yourself. I think like back to the late blooming, you know, mm-hmm. some of us, you know, it's. I bet it's easy to compare, you know, here in Hollywood, especially like being a 20, mid-20s um, aspiring artists uh, oh god they're 25 and they have this movie or you know we went to the same college and it's easy to fall on that but we just Mm -hmm. always have to just I feel like we lose so much time focusing on that it's not serving us so just like focusing on our own journey and like if it takes a little more time then it's okay you know just learning to be and it's easier said than done and I'm but I've come a long ways because I used to be that person but Mm -hmm. then I watched Tony Stark (laughs) at 40 something wait how old was he when he started Let's say mid forties, but he was the world's leading billionaire weapons designer. It was like sold his sold his weapons to the U.S. military and all over the world, and was basically profiting off of war. That's, yeah, and then he saw the effects of that. He saw what happens when the weapons that he makes go in the wrong hands, mm-hmm. and he decided to change his ways. Stopped yeah. the weapons making and decided to build his own weapon right. for the purpose of being helpful. So, yeah, during this pandemic, like you mentioned earlier, we watched uh, the Marvels and oh, yes. all 23 of them. Uh-huh. And oh, my God, it was like the perfect time to watch that. But I uh-huh. was in between Thor. I mean, Captain, I love all of them. You know, mm. all of them have their own special place in my heart. Um. And I was torn between Thor and um, and Iron Man, you know, Tony, because mm. uh, I love the relationship uh, Thor and his brother and then um, his dad had. Mm. And um, and then Iron Man, I just loved the late blooming thing. And then um, 
with you know his relationship with Pepper. I don't, I really like that. And at the mm. end, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Oh, spoil it. But then out. we watch Avengers, the last, the last Avengers, and then yeah. Do I really need to say this? Tony Stark dies in <laughs> Avengers Endgame. And I was just like, oh my god, he sacrificed. It was awesome. It was just his time to go. It it was heartbreaking. I think we teared up. Um, well, how about the fact that like but so after the after the it. snap. Thanos wipes out half the universe, right? Right. In this five-year gap. So there's five years after the snap between them going and getting everyone back again. And in that five years, Tony didn't lose anyone. He kept, Pepper stayed alive. He got married. They had a kid. I know. And he came out of the snap better than he, everybody else. He yeah. had a farm on a lake. Mm-hmm. He was living his best life, we could say. And that goat. Mm-hmm. And he still, when when push comes to shove, he went on the mission to to bring everyone back, who right. he felt he failed by not defeating Thanos, and it cost him his life. It cost him. That's a true hero, right? He died honorable, yeah, honorable man. And you know he. Why did he succeed so well? You know, unfortunately, he died. But like, mm-hmm. he wasn't focused on Thor's muscles and what Thor was doing, <laughs> or Captain America. He was focusing on him, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he, yeah, yeah he bloomed. <laughs> Sorry, that's corny. Um, I don't know. I just think those are really just really symbolic films. I like them a lot. They really right. spoke to me. I and, just oh, go ahead. And another late blooming thing is that I watch these and, you know, as I'm reading Harry Potter right now, a lot of people my age, 27, have read these in like high school or younger. And I'm just now getting started. But mm-hmm. they're speaking to me in a different way than they probably did then, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or it would have if I did read them then. It's, so I think it's a it's a it could be the late blooming thing. It doouldn't have to be a bad thing. I think it could be could be a great thing. Right in many ways for a lot of us i think the best those characters are just so relatable in all their own ways i think that's what make those those avengers movies that's why people connect with them the most um and i say the most being say meaning more so than other superhero movies right and uh other big blockbuster films in general because let's face it ever since marvel decided to make a shared universe of movies all together Literally every studio has tried and failed to do it in their own certain way um, with superheroes or monsters or whatever the fuck. You know, everyone wants to have their shared universe. Um, but the the Marvel movies, like they're built on these these heroes, these great like godlike figures, but they're all very relatable people with relatable problems in their own way. Like yeah. even Thor, who is literally a god, like we've all said shit to our parents that we didn't mean right. and then sent the time out before like that is <laughs> that is in a nutshell what the first Thor movie's about like, yeah like he was just an arrogant brat and he needed to be taught a lesson in humility and I think we could all use some of that I think we all get on our high horse sometimes or I mean just Captain America he, he's like probably more so than uh than any of these he's had such he has such a fascinating journey because think about it like he started in world war ii like mm-hmm. the 1940s like very good clear-cut like good versus bad the the allies versus the nazis 
no, that's those are bad guys. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, gets frozen in time and he's, you know, uh, he, he gets frozen, wakes up 70 years later. It's a completely different world. I mean, there's aliens. But aside from aliens and superheroes, how about the fact that the government was infiltrated by these bad actors, the Nazis, mm-hmm. the the Hydra people, and he had to had to deal with, you know, basically these uh these societal structures that he's ha- believed in so strongly in World War II. Like I'm gonna join up, you know. He was dead set. He was right. like, I have to join. Like he's, I remember, he, yeah. he tried and failed so many times to get in the army because um he was skinny and, and yeah, um, but that's not a that's not a world. That's not applicable to today, I don't think anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because it's like, oh well, fuck. I, mean, I joined the military, but man, all, all those, all the civilians we've killed, we've killed with drones and all this stuff. Like, it's a very different world. It's a grittier, it's a darker world. There's more, yeah. uh, it's a grayer world, I would say. And but through all that, Cap has never, never compromised his, uh, his, his honor, his beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, even in the face of, um, you know, Nick Fury having the ultimate, the insight satellites, remember in, in the winter soldier where they're going to send those helicarriers into the sky and they'd be able to see threats before they even happened because oh, right. of computer algorithms and all that. And caps like, I thought the punishment comes after the crime. Right. You know, you can't hold a, a gun to the, to the head of everyone in the world and call that freedom. Like that's, that's just intimidating people. Mm-hmm. Like freedom is freedom. Right. There's no compromises there. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, stuck through with it in the end until he just, until he saves the universe. It takes Cap to save the universe to finally say, oh, you know, maybe I could go have a life for myself. I know. That was sacrifice. Yeah. And then he left his shield, passed it down to his friend. Um, yeah. The new captain, and I'm looking forward to it's so, check out. That's what I've loved probably the most about all those movies. Having all those movies is being able to see like like we've taken a almost a decade long journey with many of these these characters. Yeah, um, more so than other movies because I mean it's not like like the Dark Knight trilogy where yeah I mean those are it's, those are good movies, but there's only three movies, and mm. then and then okay recast on the next batman yeah um but this is like iron man one came out in 2008 and avengers endgame came out in 2019 wow you know long journey like i saw that shit like within a week or two of it first coming out in theaters like iron man one i haven't missed one since yeah Um, those are like very very important movies to my to my upbringing that's great and how I've thought of storytelling because I don't know. I just never thought it'd be possible to have like, cause all these movies are very self-contained stories, mm-hmm. all 23 of them, some more so than others. Some, the ones that are the weaker ones usually seem to be weaker because they lean a little too heavily on the, Ooh, the Avengers and mm-hmm. stuff connecting like the Iron Man two, for instance, was very, very cameo filled you know instead of like story filled but they're all very like they're all in their own way they're all their individual stories but within those individual stories they like they sow the seeds of other little stories throughout the whole thing and these all pay off in weird ways or or some unexpected ways in many cases years down the line but you can go back now you know after seeing avengers endgame after seeing 23 and go through them all again 
and you're going to see stuff that was referenced later on in different times and be like, holy shit. And it's almost like they've done it in such a way where it seems like it was planned out like that from the beginning, which I know it wasn't, mm. but they've been so good it's at so it. It's so good. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like even the fucking uh, Iron Man 1. You remember that scene where uh, where Obadiah Stane is trying to get the guy, the scientist guy to figure out how how Tony made the suit? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave yeah. with a box of scraps. He's talking to that scientist guy with the glasses. Yeah. They, fucking, they brought that scientist guy back in, uh, in Spider-Man uh, 2. And he was one of the random yeah. scientists that was working with Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. to, for the Mysterio stuff. Like, that's... The Mysterio. Oh, wow. Fucking, Spider-Man 2 was like awesome. Cuts. I know, right? I agree. Deep that cuts. Is... I have to say that, you know, my mentality with the Spider-Man, I was a bit nervous because I'm so like, no, the old school, the Peter, the old Spider-Man. You were very much a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man girl. Yes, uh, she was, I, I, I was... still like him a lot, but I really have to say this guy changed my life. The new Spidey. The changed young... your life? Yeah, what? well, not my life, but. Changed my, my life. I, I, I agree with that. Well, I was so like tight, you know, so my head was so wrapped around the other. Like, no, there's never going to be another Spider-Man like this one. Did you, you, you never saw the Andrew Garfield ones? No. With Emma Stone? It's probably for the best. Really? I'll have to check those out. But um, Not with then me. I watched the first one and I said, okay, okay, I, I like it. I like you, Spider-Man. You know, well, how about Spider-Man. seeing him? Because the first time you see him is in the Captain America movie. Oh, right. War. Okay, that's where I, I got yeah, a taste of him. Scene, yeah. And I said, okay, dude, this guy is cool. I like him. Then he's got a badass suit. First movie, right? Mm-hmm. I like that story. That was awesome. Then to, um, Iron Man, what, you know, had a they had a thing. They had a relationship, not a thing that sounds yeah. so bad. Um, <laughs> mentor. Loved it, Ed. And then the second one, I was blown away. I was like, okay, Spider-Man, you're going to do some great things. I'm going to follow follow with you. Like, mm. I'm going to follow his journey. And, uh, yeah, I love it. Incredible. All of the adventure, like, all of them. Incredible stories, incredible characters. Uh, they picked the perfect cast for them, too, I think. Um, and then I love Thor 3 was quirky and funny, uh-huh. you know. I loved it. It was, like, unexpected. Right. I had to get uh, used to his short hair thor i prefer the long hair yeah i was so used to seeing him um but he looked good you know it grew in me it grew on me those uh that was probably what uh that's thor three that's part of phase three which is uh after the second avengers movie but before the third that that phase three is a group of movies that are all like very um filmmaker driven like they're very Mm. Like more so than many of the other ones. Like you got you got Thor three, you got Doctor Strange, Ooh. you got Black Panther. Like um, oh shit, what's Dr. another Strange, one? Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming. Like those are all like this is four. These are four different movies just off the bat. Like okay, Thor three is like a crazy psychedelic space adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Panther is like a um futuristic crime crime thriller yeah drama almost because it's fucking killmonger that's very michael b jordan that's very that's a very grounded yeah awesome villain by the way i know um, i <clears throat> loved him and then you got dr strange which is sorcery, sorcery. yeah um and then and then spider-man uh homecoming which is a, a like a john hughes high school movie uh-huh um and ah, so i mean good, keep going good like, point yeah like they're all they're all superhero movies right 
but they all like sort of had their own little genres inside of them, mm-hmm. which is what makes those characters tick on the inside. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange 2, which is supposed to be uh, a little more leaning on the horror elements. Oh, um, I like that. And it's called The Multiverse of Madness. Mm. When is that coming out? I didn't even. Uh, a few years. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, but you they did announce these it. things. Cool. Yeah. So imagine that, like the movie Multiverse is in the title. Yeah. They're, they're going to be hopping in dimensions. In a, and in I, I just love the actor too. He's perfect for it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Um, yeah. You know, watching these, all these films, these sci-fi and just philosophical films at this age, is really great. And with my career as well, you know, as a coach, I really like to get um, metaphorical and just use an- analogies that are creative. Mm-hmm. with clients and uh, make my sessions fun and creative so i'm glad that uh you, you know i'm watching these now because i'm a lot of the analogies and metaphors i take and apply to my program really yeah and people mm. seem to like that i had one you know the call yesterday and it was pretty fun yeah i, I saw she she liked it how uh, if someone wants to uh I don't know. Could you share anything about your program? Like if someone might be curious as to what that means that you have a program? Yeah. So I have a coaching program that I have curated with the tools and the mentorship that I have received throughout my the years um, and uh, my certifications and things I've, you know, mm-hmm. uh, invested in. Um, and uh, yeah, it's to help people unleash the creativity and um, just connect with their well-being. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. We unleash creativity and help live a better life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And if they want to know more details, they can reach me at my email or my website, fill out my form, and we can do a free coaching call. Mm. Oh, so giving them uh, so they can no risk come in and see what a coaching yeah. coaching session is like mm-hmm. yeah we declutter strategy. we declutter 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 mental clutters mm. could you uh explain what that means yeah so What's i'm clutter okay so do you ever go has i'm sure have you ever experienced i'm sure you have i've seen it a closet full of clutter <laughs> yes yeah I have. yeah have has your too mom- much clothes like Things that you don't use, unnecessary Mm -hmm. things. Has your mind ever felt like that? Mm, Most definitely. Okay, so I come in and help you declutter that. You know, Mm. I come in and help you declutter. Understand. So we acknowledge the clutter. Uh We see what we need to declutter. And I help the client declutter by himself. We don't do, you know, I'm just there. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I tell, I give him the tools that Mm -hmm. he already has. So I just kind of highlight that. And then help them, he or she, uh, or they, they, sorry, 2020, they uh, <laughs> declutter that. And I it's great. It. It's fun. I love it. Yeah. I've had to declutter myself and uh, I've learned how to do it. You've decluttered me before. It, it, it's a, yeah. And it's awesome. I, I, I think it's fun, honestly. It's not, it's, you know, that's something I teach too is like, it doesn't have to be overwhelming and oh my God, there's so much. It's, it's actually quite more. It's easier than we think. Mm. It seems like in much the same way that I like, I get enjoyment from seeing people like watch movies or like seeing you 
Oh my god! Experience these crazy, these things that mean so much to me. I think I feel like you get the same enjoyment out of seeing someone figure out on the inside that you know get insights. I feel like you get fed by seeing other people get insights. Oh my god, yes, it feeds me so much. Yes, feeds my soul because the thing is, like, we're all we all have gifts. We're powerful people, you know, and yeah. we just it, we get cluttered sometimes by the outside world. Um, so whenever I, you know, we acknowledge that with a client, they actually see it for them. So they're like, oh, my God, that's so true. It's beautiful. It's like a baby growing. I don't know. It's cool. That is cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's very. um, um Shit, I can't. Uh, the word I'm looking for is um. Uh, it's good work. I don't know. I don't, it's uh, it's good. Broadly, I, I'm, I was thinking of a more specific word. My vocabulary is off today, but uh, yeah, mine's off sometimes. It's thankless, but very important work. Like that's noble work. Noble work mm. is what I'm. Is the word I'm looking for? Very noble work. Yeah. To help help someone figure out what yeah. ails them, but not you're not what I've found. What I've seen from you, at least, is that you're not. You're not a doctor in the sense where you're like prescribing things. Not or yet. Like no, I'm kidding. <laughs> handing out. Well, you, we can talk about that too as well. Um, but uh, yeah. you seem like you said you want to show people they you want to give people the tools that they have to fix themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not you're not in Fixing there trying anyone. to impose impose anything on people. Yeah. Um, and my analogy, my analogy for this is um, goggles. You know, when we have swimming goggles on and we get fogged up, or our brain does, mm-hmm. um, or like the clutter mind. But this is another analogy. I like analogies and metaphors. Yeah. you know that you do yeah, too. That's, yeah, it's um, important. For... I literally just come up to the person and do that. Let's take the goggles off, and they're like, "Whoa, okay, it's not that hard as I thought. Whoa, oh, I could do this. Oh my god, that's literally." But it takes some work. The insights, you know, I think I told you this before. We, everyone gets insights differently. Transformation comes not only with a bunch of information. Because let's face it, we know what foods are good for us. We know that not smoke, you know, doing things are, are bad for us, can harm us, you know. But not all of us do it. But when you get insight and you're like, oh, shit, this really isn't good. Like, not only because it's the internet says it or the doctor says it, but I really internally, like, I just know it's not. So um, when you get the insight is when you really start, trans. the transformation starts. An insight happens that it could happen with one coaching session. You know, it could happen with a conversation you have with someone. Right. Um, it could happen, unfortunately, sometimes two years. You might need more to talk to someone, you know? So it or happen- from watching a movie or watching a show, like, literally. Like, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on this because I so get it. Like, that is, like... One of the main reasons why I, I, I want to do the work of telling stories is because imagine that insight you can spark in somebody. Like, I don't know, whatever it is. I yeah. get it. I get I get what you're meaning because that's what me personally, what I want to get out of out of filming, like with Model Citizen especially. Like at the end of the film, I'm looking for a very particular insight. 
out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what that inside is. Exactly. It's a feeling, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it's like watching a movie, you know, like uh, let's say you and I are watching a movie and then it's like a very beautiful quote by Yoda, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, do or do not. <laughs> there is no And you're try. going through some things, right? You're very mm -hmm. unmotivated. You're like drinking a lot, whatever. You have this yeah. really unhealthy habit and it speaks to you because you're uh, seeking, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And then it tra you transform. You're still going to have your human moments. And then the other person's like, oh, shit, that was cool. Go back. Let's go party. Let's, you know, mm. let's go tear some shit up tonight. So it just happens different for everyone. Right. Different it's, times. It's like that. Uh, just, a, just a week ago, I was, I was, I, I'm sure I told you at least twice, if not three times, like the Qui-Gon Jinn quote that mm. kept popping into my head. Like I saw that movie in 1999 yeah. and, you know, I lo I've loved it ever since. But for some reason, for like the past week. Like the quote that he says is, uh, um, your focus determines your reality. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that is so true. Yeah. That is so true. I mean, there's been so, like, like I said earlier, it's been, it's been dark here. It's yeah. been, there's been a lot of sh shit stuff. Like my dad and my grandpa both died yes. this year. And if all I do is sit and think about it, then think about how bad it is because I'm focusing on how, how, how awful it is. Then reality becomes awful. Yeah. You know, this is a perfect example that of like how powerful story in sci-fi is. You know, a lot of parents don't show their kids this. You know, they're so anti, especially religious people. Um, don't know. You can't watch Harry this. Harry Potter is, is it, a, a cult. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the a devil. devil. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but this is a perfect example. You and I'm sure others that this has changed a kid's life. Like not just because you force them to go to church. The kid's like you, it's a waste of time you're this kid sitting there probably thinking of how miserable he is gaining a bunch of rage in his heart you know versus what if he learns about life in this with this beautiful story you know like what's wrong with sitting you know having yeah. him sit down watching a story that he loves and it's creative and um i think it's such a stories are just so powerful they're not like silly like waste of time like a lot of people think you know mm -hmm. like life changes you know i don't know i think it's just not only about reading like health books and like self-help books although there's some good ones but different things work for different people and that's another you know thing with me it's not like i'd say this is the way and this is the only way the internet mm. the internet and the doctors say this is the way mm. um, so you're not a mandalorian <laughs> no i'm not a mandalorian i like that's why i like to learn read a lot about different subjects um because uh I like learning things. People learn differently. People don't only like politics. People don't only, you know, some people love sci-fi. And I just, mm -hmm. I love educating myself so I can understand people better right. because everybody likes different subjects and maybe we can find what works for them through that subject story. And mm -hmm. um, yeah. But of course, you know, the nutrition is important. We, we have to know the basics, right? We can't just indulge in chocolate and me say, oh, if that makes you happy, right? So um, we can do that also. So I just guess there's like a, you feel it. I don't know. The balance. I don't want to give all, all my <laughs> my coaching right. here. But um, anyway. I mean, I'll say, like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that church is not helpful or that I didn't get anything out of being in religious school. Like, I was in, I went to Catholic school for 10 years and lutheran school for two years like i learned i got a lot of great insights out of the bible and like what and jesus like jesus is the ultimate um example of a person is to mm. 
you know, being kind and and uh, humble, but telling it like it is. Mm. And, you know, um, standing hard in your ideals um, and being willing to, you know, willing, willing to die for them um, or for others, rather. Like he died, you know, in the Bible, Jesus died for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's powerful stuff. I mean, in parables, too. I mean, like the... Um, like Saul or the Good Samaritan, like these are all, like the, in the same way that I can get the insight from Qui Gon Jinn's quote. Right. I can read the Good Samaritan and be like, oh well, what if I see someone you know in need, mm-hmm. maybe that'll inspire me to help them. But that, that's one avenue of getting that insight. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you could you could have gotten that same insight. Maybe they make a movie off the Good Samaritan, or maybe that's a scene in a movie. You know, right. it's just really, it's really just about the the. Uh, the medium that you get it in. I mean, is it the Bible? Is it a TV show? Is it a book? Is yeah, it a comic? Yeah, exactly. The important thing is, is that you're getting the inside. It's not where it comes from, right? Right. Right. And I just think, you know, I grew up very, like, forcing to go to church. Otherwise, I was a bad person. I was going to go to hell, you know, things yeah. like that. It's about the approach, right? So, right. So, I, I guess it's, yeah, the approach. If the approach could change. I'm not against religion. I think, like you said, we can learn so many beautiful things from Buddha and Jesus. And, um hinduism you know all these religions um but it's how you approach it i mean kids are you know kids are kids we gotta gotta let them you know play and not instill fear about going to hell at five years old because they don't go to church on sundays it's kind of a scary thing now that i think about it and i really don't want to do that to my kids when i well about santa claus where you at on Santa Claus? I'm not going to do that also. Not doing Santa Claus? I, no, I'm not going to do... Or Easter Bunny. I'm not doing that stuff. But is your kid going to be the kid that spoils oh. it for every other kid? <laughs> oh, God. Now that... You got yeah, me thinking you, then. Yeah, you don't want, you don't want, you don't want to be that pa- the parent of that kid, right? And the, the one who tells everyone else that Santa Claus is bullshit. And then the fairy yeah. tale... What is it? The, the tooth fairy? Tooth oh, fairy God. as well. Yeah, I know. That's... Yeah, so, so what do you do? Do you, do you tell the kid, like, okay, listen. This is all bullshit. But there's a lot of other people that believe this is real and and you don't want to offend them by saying it's bullshit. But then but then that almost pre-teaches them from an early age to accept when you know something is wrong. Yeah. Ooh, good point. So maybe society is just fucked up. What if we just said, listen, you know, you teach your teach your kids the right right from wrong mm-hmm. and then you do your duties and then they say mom uh, or dad uh, someone about someone mentioned something about santa claus who's santa claus and then you say this you know well, i guess like what do you saint, think he's based on saint nicholas uh-huh um, you an say, actual person who did you at say, one time deliver children to toys at least once i think <laughs> um, you say what you gotta say and then you say and they're like well is it real and you say what do you think what do you believe mm-hmm. Do you want it to be real? And then they say yes. And then you have to now buy gifts from Santa, though. And if they say, oh, it's bullshit, whatever. Huh. Santa's a tricky thing. It's a, Yeah. Wow. That is a tricky thing. I don't know. I don't know either. We're going to have to figure that out in the future sometime. Well, how did, was your Santa Claus? Probably not going to have a chimney. What? <laughs> How was your Santa Claus? Uh... I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real through Junie B. Jones. I was reading. The books. I was reading. I, uh, 
I think it was super fudge. Okay, this is like gold, please. Junie B. Jones, stop. Yeah. You read those? Yeah, yeah. Weren't those fun? Like, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. Yes. Super fudge. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked those a lot. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was super fudge. It was one of the fudge books, though. Called the fudge. Are they officially called the fudge books? I always called them the fudge books. Yeah. yeah. Um and I read that Santa Claus wasn't real. And I ran downstairs to my mom who was watching TV and I was like, Mom. I just read in Super Fudge that uh, whoever, whatever Super Fudge's sister was, the sister had said something about Santa not being real. And I was like, is this true? <laughs> How old were you? Um, I want to say like third or fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Okay. And no, then- no, no later than fifth grade, though. And what did your mom say? Um, I mean, she was like, yeah. I mean, you found out. And then I was like really shocked and taken aback. And then I was like, well, can I, maybe I can help you put the toys out like Santa Claus. And she was like, yeah, you could do that. But then I was like, actually, no, you know what? I think I'm just going to go to bed and pretend that he was, yeah. oh my God. Because I was, it was better like that. You didn't you know? want to face it. Yeah. You didn't- <laughs> I Your heart ready. was shattered. I was. I was super shattered. <laughs> you didn't want to express. Wow. I, that's a really funny Santa Claus story, actually. You never told me that, I don't mm. think. That's, huh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want I was, my kid. I was convinced that I had, let me I'd also say this. I was beyond convinced that I had seen Santa's sleigh flying in the sky at night oh. as a child. Maybe it was an alien. Maybe it was. Yeah. I hope it was. I hope it was something. You like aliens. I do like aliens. Well. I hope they like me. They'll like you. They'll like you. I don't know. I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. As long as they're willing to share. (laughs) What if they take you to their planet? That would be, I mean, like I said, as long as they answer my questions. Yeah. Yeah. Give me superpowers or something. Mm. Give me an injection of something that makes me jacked. Oh, God. Um, you're funny, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I didn't grow up believing in Sienna. My family is very religious. You didn't, you didn't grow up? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they never really? shared that with me. No, I always knew it wasn't a thing, but I never told anyone at school. So what happened at Christmas? You just didn't have presents from Santa? Not Did you Santa. have presents though? Yeah, we had presents from, cr- from Christmas tree and all that. Christmas lights. tree lights, lights in the balcony, mm. but we were never Santa. And you know, I didn't ruin it for anyone else. So I think that's what I'll do with my kids. I'll probably say, look, <laughs> um, you know, it's not, not, not a thing, but just don't be ruining things for kids. Just do, you know. Mm. Oh, maybe this is a way to get like in really, really cool with the kids right away with your kid because you're like, listen, um, we uh, we're gonna tell you that Santa's bullshit. Yeah. But listen, all your friends at school are too dumb. <laughs> Their parents don't trust them with this information mm-hmm. because it's too powerful. We believe in you, son. Ooh. And we trust you with this info, but use it responsibly. Ooh, yeah. So like, he's like a little, he's like a little undercover CIA agent all of a sudden <laughs> in, his, in his kindergarten. He's like, oh shit, I know, so, I know too much. <laughs> I, I know, know too, too much. much. 
These motherfuckers have no idea. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love that. That's funny. Teach him some some fucking character. Uh-huh. Tooth fairy also. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a good cool bond with your parents and be like, oh yeah, my parents share the secrets, live secrets with me. Yeah. That's I was still sucking mama's titty when she said Santa's bullshit. <laughs> I've been in this. I've been in this game since the beginning. <laughs> no, but yeah, good stuff. Great stuff. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, here's what I'm interested in. And this is, is this is one of my great joys is the fact that we almost every morning our morning ritual Routine. is to have coffee and watch a few episodes of the Clone Wars. Yep. Um. I've introduced Star Wars to you. You've mm-hmm. come into Star Wars as a very at a very interesting time mm-hmm. because, for, you know, for many of the people our age, you know, they grew up watching it. So I've been watching Star Wars. Um, I mean, Star Wars new ones are still coming out in the ninety nine, two thousand two, two thousand five, mm-hmm. and then Star Wars ended. Right. And then, but after that, they came out with the shows and all that. So you basically you came into the time where all this stuff is just there. It's all Popping it's up, already right. just part of Star Wars. So we watched all the movies in the release order, by the way, really? as one should. You watch them four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Don't at me or at me. At me if you think you got something better. There is a cool, there is a cool uh, order. It's called the machete order, though. I will say, um, it's where you watch uh, one, two, four, and five first. Okay, like like normal. Empire, uh, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. Then you watch one, two, and three. Huh. Then you watch Return of the Jedi. Todd told me about this. And he said... I'm trying to picture that. The reasoning is because at the end of Empire Strikes Back, you have the whole reveal. You know, I am your father. Right. And Luke's like, that's not true. That's impossible. Mm. So that's left with like a cliffhanger, right? And And also, there is another. So it's like there's a cliffhanger at the end of Empire Strikes Back where everything gets answered in Return of the Jedi. But... If you go from Empire Strikes Back and jump backwards and watch one, two, and three, you see that everything Vader says was true. Because mm. you go into it, you would go, you'd be, if, if you were watching it for the first time, you'd be going into it with like, oh, and this is the story of Anakin Skywalker now. And then you're like, Oh fuck! He really is Darth Vader. Oh, and oh, his sister is Leia. That's the other one. And then you watch Return of the Jedi, and it's like, oh yeah, ah. this works. Huh? We'll have to try that sometime. I still think the the release order is the best. Yeah, um, I I have to say I'm really glad I watched them the way I did. But that hmm. does make sense. The how Todd is talking about maybe watching that for the second or third time. Hmm would be cool because you're still new you know it's not all Mm -hmm. um but i really am glad that you showed them to me the way you did honestly that was perfect Mm, perfect perfect and the show now well yeah so now we're we're, we've gone through we've watched all the movies twice um well except for uh so we went we watched them all through once and then for the second time around after episode two we started the clone wars show which Mm -hmm. you'd never seen before so now basically I mean, to to a lot of people, they're like, okay, it's the Star Wars movies, and then there's the cartoons, and a lot of people haven't watched the cartoons because that's what they just call them. They say they're the cartoons. Yeah, that's like what... for you, after because we just watched episode three 
for the first for the second time. You just saw it for the second yeah. time last week. After yes. you, we are in the middle of season four of the Clone Wars. But I tried to get you to wait till we watched all of the Clone Wars to watch episode yeah. three again. But you wanted it. But I uh, wanted to watch. It's it. my it favorite was, Star Wars movie. It, I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, it, something about it. You know, I needed some some motivation in my life and storytelling. You know. So, seeing episode three for the second time. But after having seen four seasons worth of the Clone Wars, watching watching oh, your experience with it was very fun because, yeah. like, what was that like to talk about that? Yeah, so I was very, I was heartbroken more than the first time I watched, you know, the episode three um, because uh, the Clone Wars. I was that person that said, "Oh, Star Wars clone uh, cartoons, we don't need that," you know. But watch, you know, we watched them. I gave it a shot. I was open mind is key. Um, open mind. I said, all right, let's give this shot a shot because I love animation, you know. But then something about Star, I was like, I didn't really, you know, the thought about cartoon Star Wars. It doesn't really catch my attention. But wow, such I'm very impressed. Uh, and it, get, it gets better, you know. Uh, we're like you said, season four. Um, I love the stories. I love the quotes. They're like 25, 30 minutes max uh, episodes. Mm -hmm. So I love that about it. Yeah. Um, the characters, they pull from the stories. You know, it, it's it's awesome. And then um, Anakin and um, Obi-Wan's relationship. I mean, they go through the, all these adventures and they really show um, the characters and, and just seeing them evolve together and grow and go through you know go kill all these villains and just like war they were in war, war together. together and ahsoka and, and just being that awesome team and, and that friendship you know be one mm -hmm. is like brother big brother dad and and then at the end the return the the sith uh, i was it was really hard to watch it the second time more than the first time i was like mm -hmm. after everything you know at the end yeah. the lava mm -hmm. scene uh, he's like, you were my brother. And it, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, after everything. So the clone really just made me more attached to Obi-Wan and Anakin. And seeing him fail him like that, it was just heartbreaking. Mm. Crushed my heart. So it was harder, definitely, to watch than, than the first time I watched the episode three. It was a lot more. Uh, well, it's just. Three years worth of the Clone Wars, I mean, is what happens between episode two and three. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happens to Anakin and Obi-Wan and a lot that informs yeah. stuff that happens in Revenge of the Sith. And, like, like even, okay, so we're watching this, uh, we're on the, the, the current arc that we're literally literally watched this morning, the, where Obi-Wan's undercover. Right. He, as, the, as the bounty hunter, Reiko Hardin, and Anakin thinks he's dead, and Anakin's, like, really torn up about yeah. it. And he's, like, force-choking motherfuckers. Uh -huh. He's being, like angry and angsty and not like a calm jedi and right. he's been lied to by the jedi council mm -hmm. you know he wasn't told right. the plan from the beginning right. he was led to believe that his best friend was killed in war so like That's that instilling that is yeah why do you then why do you think that you know at the i mean episode three alone i think is enough of because I've heard people before say, "Oh, Anakin's change is too quick." I think Episode Three alone, just taking it as its face value, all those motivations for everything makes sense to me mm -hmm. from the beginning to the end. Like from from Palpatine saying Count Dooku was too dangerous to be left alive to Mace Windu saying Palpatine was too dangerous to be left alive. That's the quote. That's the crux of the motivations. That's why it works because mm -hmm. of it. Ultimately, Anakin has shown that Jedi and Sith are the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
but what the Clone Wars does even more so is drag that home. Drag home the fact that the Jedi aren't perfect and that they make wrong decisions sometimes. And it's going to be even further driven home to the fact when you see the reason why Ahsoka is not in episode three. Because we haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah, I know. I kept wondering about that. I've been really attached to her, and I can't wait to see more of her. I think in Mandal- the, the season two of Mandal- Mandalorian, right? She will be there. And I'm really looking forward to seeing her again because I love her. I love her so much. I'm sure a lot of people who are watching this show as well, she's very girl power and warrior. She's just badass um, and uh, teaches a lot of life lessons as well. Um, but where was I? Oh, yeah. And, and, the clones you know it a lot of the season i think it was season three or four, the beginning of four where the mm-hmm. son or or the son's dad what's his name where they go to that world the son and the daughter oh oh uh mortis the, yeah yeah he, uh, anakin seeing that what he was going to become you know he got a taste of like what the future was holding mm-hmm. up for him uh i don't know that was just a big highlight i was like whoa that's what's gonna happen like he got to see and mm. i don't know those are those cool like really out there sci-fi stuff that George never had time to explore in the movies or anything like mm. that planet Mortis I love the planet. which it wasn't I mean, wasn't even a planet it looked like a giant holocron it was like a like you know big structural thing that opened up yeah. and closed and but it was a planet on the inside like that was essentially I mean the, still we had never gotten the full explanation from that but those were like in a way like the physical manifestations of the force itself is what they were talking to the yeah. father and the son and the daughter, the yeah. light side and the dark side. And the dark. Yeah. And I, Anakin well, was supposed to be the chosen one to hold them in balance and keep them there. The balance. Right. But, that. but the daughter was killed by the son and the son is survived and yeah. darkness continued was- to rose. But what's interesting about that, in particular is like so the, the daughter was killed but then her life force was used to bring ahsoka back to life mm-hmm. and i think because of that it makes ahsoka someone very important cosmically she's someone who's cosmically important to the force itself mm-hmm. and that'll become apparent later on right because her story continues on yes but she but because of that that seems like a very that scene in particular seems like the crux of what makes Ahsoka of what starts of what cements Ahsoka as an immensely important character to Star Wars. Uh-huh. Right. And you'll see. And you'll see. I, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, and then you know it's bringing back balance to the to the um, right. world, and then at the the Sith, um, he. Obi One stated that you know you were supposed to be bring balance, and I went back to that episode, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love it. I also like the planet of the sisters. That that was a fun one. Uh, the the night sisters. The night sisters, yeah. and I don't know, they are just fun characters. I feel like a ch- I don't know. It's, it's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. I definitely recommend for the Star Wars people or Star Wars fans who are kind of put, putting that one on the side of like, eh, I'll come back. And then I would, I'd, I'd definitely recommend for them to check it out. I think it's worth it. It's, it's the, the art is great. The music is awesome. The quotes mm-hmm. are dope. It's not long. It's not an hour long. You know, the like I said, the, the longest one is like 30 minutes. 
Mm-hmm. But they're about 25, 30 minutes long. So they're fun little episodes and, you know, good stuff. Yeah. You'll get to, I mean, it literally is like in A New Hope when Luke is like, you fought in the Clone Wars? So yeah. Obi-Wan, and he's like, yeah, bro. Yeah. There's seven seasons of it. Check it out. Got That's it. what that means now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that quote means. Is you fought in the Clone Wars? Yes. Yes, young Luke. There's seven seasons on Disney+. Plus. You should <laughs> check it out. See my adventures. Yeah. See how I learned things. I mean. You sound. Why, thank you. Sound. Hello there. Good stuff. <laughs> Obi-Wan. Uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Um, I love yeah, it. great stuff. Great stuff. Um, yeah. If someone uh, ever. Huh? Okay. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I just. I, I. I'm a very lucky man. You are. Conversations like this really drive that home. Drive home that fact for me. Oh, good. That's what Keep life is this. about, man. Find a partner, someone you can share the things that you love with. Mm-hmm. And who bring out the best in you. I mean, like I said, you know, we bring best in both in each other. But the art, the creativity, I mean, it, it's awesome. I, I need it. I needed to have that, you know, unleash that. It's therapeutic, uh, which is why art therapy is important, too. And I'm looking forward to studying that subject, art therapy. Mm-hmm. Which I will. Going back to school in August. Back to school. The late bloomers going back to school to gain more tools to help myself in the world and just follow that curiosity that it's like really sparking. Right. That's key, I think. Follow that curiosity, whatever you're curious about, you know, art, anything, anything in life, follow it. Leave no stone unturned. Exactly. Uh, that's great. That's, that's a great way to go out on. What do you think? I think so too. Um, if someone, um, so again, if people would like to get in contact with you, would like to try out one of those, those coaching sessions, mm-hmm. um, fulfilledpeople.com. Yeah. Or fulfilled, at fulfilled people on Instagram, right? Yeah. At fulfilled people, you could uh, send me an email or fill out a form. Uh, like I said, I like to help people ignite the creativity and um, connect to their well being, you know? Um, and if you want to know more, honestly, it's as simple as that. If you want to know more, you can get a free coaching call and I can explain how it works. No pressure. I've done business. Uh, I've done sales before. I'm not the salesy person that like pressures people to do things. Uh, it's That's not good. about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Um, I actually have something to advertise too, which is not the norm, but let me, let me see if I can find the, uh, actual notice of this. Cause I... I uh, am going to be part of a production, mm. a uh, virtual pr- play reading, virtual play reading production that is going to be Ooh, uh, yeah. shown um, somewhere. Shit. Um, where could this be? Where could this be? Um, shoot. Well, I'll do this. On, I'll put it out on the next pod because I'm not. I don't know what the uh, there's gonna be dates, six to eight week run of a play online that we're Virtual gonna play. That's... but it's not gonna be live. We're not gonna do it live. We're gonna pre-record it on Zoom, and then it's gonna, it's gonna be played for six to eight weeks on a website that is yet to be revealed. So until next time, yeah. <laughs> but I got a cool. Fun. I got a cool role. Yeah, check it out. It's fun. It's a fun one. Um, and this was fun. This was a blast, actually. Yeah, Thanks for spending I think time so. With me. Yeah, thanks for having me. And 
I was a little nervous at first, but yeah. But uh, hey, look, we we powered through. We are at an hour and a half. So and wow, and it flew by, and it taught me to uh, what did you say at the beginning of the of the pod? Uh, be present. Learn, learn, or, be present. Learn how to be comfortable or comfortable with the discomfort or. Live with the jitters. I mean, just live live with with, learn to live with the jitters. Yeah. I love that. Learn to live with the jitters and be present. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>